Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Your bite-sized daily roundup of the biggest news from the world of film. This is The Daily Reel with Van Connor. Hello and welcome to the Weekly Reel for July 19th to the 23rd, 2021. This is our weekend omnibus edition for those who want a longer show with fewer episodes without missing any of the week's film industry and entertainment news. And it was quite the week, with Trainspotting turning 25 years old, The Princess Diaries celebrating its 20th anniversary, and it became 10 years this week since the world met Chris Evans as Captain America. But right here, right now in 2021, the week was, more importantly, all about this. The Cannes Film Festival saw a chaotic awards ceremony this weekend as director and jury president Spike Lee accidentally announced the grand prize winner several hours early. The confusion came as the event's hostess asked the Black Klansman Helmer to announce the evening's first prize. In the confusion and anxiety of the big show, Lee evidently mistook her meaning and instead announced the first place winner of the Palm d'Or. That winner, incidentally, was Raw director Julia de Corno's Titane, which had already caused controversy at the festival on account of being a Cronenbergian body horror tale about a woman pregnant from sex with a car and lactating oil, passing herself off as a distraught man's long-lost son to avoid police after killing a sexual assailant. Fun for the whole family. De Corno's win instantly doubles the number of female Palm d'Or winners. She's also the first to win it solo. Meanwhile, Spike Lee's blunder naturally courted comparisons to 2017's Oscars farce, in which La La Land was mistakenly named Best Picture before being corrected to Moonlight. Though for Lee's part, he did seem genuinely apologetic. Appearing later on in the show, the iconic director said, In 63 years of life, I've learned that people get a second chance. This is my second chance. I apologize for messing up. It took a lot of suspense out of the night, I understand. It wasn't on purpose. Titane is currently awaiting a theatrical release date, but is expected to hit cinemas before the end of this year. Guys, I'm sorry. No. There's a, this, there's a mistake. Moonlight, you guys won Best Picture. Moonlight won. Come on, this is not a joke. Come this on. is not a joke. I'm afraid they read the wrong thing. This is not a joke. Moonlight has won Best Picture. Martial arts legend and former Bond girl Michelle Yeoh has let slip about her role in Marvel's forthcoming Shang-Chi, and has also spoiled a fair chunk of the film's very secretive plot. The Star Trek Discovery actress has been promoting her new movie Gunpowder Milkshake for Netflix, and was asked about her role as Zhang Yi in the groundbreaking picture, in which she stars opposite Simu Liu's new hero. In an interview with Collider, she said, We are so happy that we are having our first Asian superhero, and not just superhero, but superheroines around him as well. 
well, and I'm a guardian of a mythical city. These young people come in and they have to learn how to protect history, and to protect not just this world, but the worlds that are around us from the demons that are locked away. So it's magic, it's reality, so many things happening, and it's a lot of fun. Yo's quote actually constitutes the most we know of the movie's plot so far, with Marvel officials having been characteristically vague on the project. The new details also further align with the rest of Marvel Studios' Phase 4, with the already released WandaVision and Loki, and the soon-to-be-released Spider-Man No Way Home and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, all dealing with elements of parallel worlds and timelines. As for mythical cities, many Marvel fans are speculating this could be in reference to the comics Kun Lun, an ancient city of powerful warriors located in its own pocket dimension, which lines up, though also terrifyingly invites ties to the much blind Iron Fist. Either way, we'll find out for sure when Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings arrives in cinemas on the 3rd of September. A one-woman tactical response. Vidraish has officially reached its nadir. A fancy vocabulary doesn't mean you're scary. It means you have a thesaurus. Shoot her. No, shoot him. He's gonna get you killed. Antonio Banderas has joined the cast of Indiana Jones 5. There's no word on just who Banderas will be playing in the hotly anticipated sequel, though the actor has moseyed his way onto a packed cast list that also includes Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Mads Mikkelsen, Boyd Holbrook, Seanette Renee Wilson, Toby Jones and the man himself, Harrison Ford. The film is currently shooting in the north of England under the direction of Logan's James Mangold, from a script he co-wrote with Jez and John Henry Butterworth. Plot details are currently completely under wraps, though set photos make clear that Indy will again be facing off against his old enemies, the Nazis. In addition, rumours this past weekend suggest Waller Bridge will be playing the daughter of legacy character and fan favourite Marcus Brody. Still awaiting an official title, Indiana Jones 5 is pegged for release on the 29th of July next year. Now ye auger, pray for mercy from... Puss! The bat signal has been lit, and casting for Warner Brothers' forthcoming Batgirl movie is apparently well underway. It appears the field's already been narrowed from the audition stage, with four young actresses already in the running for the project, all vying to don the cape and cowl of Commissioner Gordon's vigilante daughter, Barbara. Sources close to the project have stressed that the group be undergoing on-camera testing this week, and the names showing up include Zombieland Double Tap Zoe Deutsch, Dora and the Lost City of Gold's Isabella Merced, In the Heights' as Leslie Grace, and Split's Haley Lou Richardson. However, it's important to note that some reports have suggested Richardson's already bowed out of the running. Batgirl's script comes from Bumblebee and Birds of Prey screenwriter Christina Hodson, and will be adapted by Bad Boys for Life helmers at DLLRB and Bilal Farler. Warner Brothers have yet to confirm or deny whether or not the project is linked to Matt Reeves as the Batman, though by all measurable metrics it appears not to be, with neither casting nor suggested tone lining up with the feature that'll star Robert Pattinson as the caped crusader. Expect Hodson's other forthcoming DC flick, The Flash, to expand the multiverse and possibly explain all of this. Batgirl's currently awaiting a production schedule and will be a straight-to-on-demand HBO Max exclusive. The Batman, meanwhile, is presently aiming to hit cinemas on the 4th of March next year. Who are you? Where are you taking me? Down. 
Adrian Brody has signed on to reunite once more with frequent creative collaborator Wes Anderson. Following the launch of their latest feature, The French Dispatch, at the Cannes Film Festival, director Anderson has already incredibly begun productions for his next project, having already signed three of his cast. All three actors, Bill Murray, Tilda Swinton, and the aforementioned Brody, have worked with Anderson before, with the forthcoming unnamed project marking Brody's fifth outing after The French Dispatch, The Grand Budapest Hotel, The Fantastic Mr. Fox and the Darjeeling Limited. Besides the cast director and that Anderson himself has penned the screenplay, nothing's known of the director's 11th feature film. The French Dispatch, however, will launch theatrically on the 22nd of October. Adrian Brody, meanwhile, can also be seen later this year in Netflix's hotly anticipated biopic Blonde, alongside Anna Diamas as Marilyn Monroe. What are you doing here? I've come to pay my respects to a great woman whom I love. This man is an intruder in my home. It's not yours yet, Dimitri. Only when probate is granted and the deed of entitlement is You're given. You're not getting boy with apple, you goddamn little fruit. How's that supposed to make me feel? Speaking of Netflix, the streamer's big-budget adaptation of West End musical Matilda has shut down production in the UK due to a COVID outbreak. The delay is set to last for 10 days, as in the absence of a pilot scheme, the afflicted individuals self-isolate for the legal standard. Such a shutdown is unsurprising given the country is presently gripped in the midst of a third wave of the pandemic, with 50,000 active cases being found per day. In fact, Matilda marks the second Netflix production in as many days to be forced to pause filming due to an outbreak, with the second season of their hit period drama Bridgerton also being forced to shutter its doors. Matilda will be directed by Matthew Walkers, who helmed the project on stage in London and on Broadway, and the cast includes Emma Thompson, Lashana Lynch, Stephen Graham and Andrea Riseborough. The film still expected to make its UK theatrical release date on the 2nd of December next year. No kid likes being yelled at, but it was precisely Harry's ranting and raving that gave Matilda the key to her power. To unlock that power, all she had to do was practice. Two years after its announcement at the San Diego Comic-Con, Marvel Studios' MCU reboot of Blade finally has a director. Beating out dozens of other potential candidates, Mogul Mowgli-Helmer Basim Tariq has reportedly entered final negotiations with the powerhouse studio to direct the previously announced Mahershala Ali as the titular vampire-hunting daywalker. A vampire-human hybrid whose mother was bitten and killed by a vampire during childbirth, the character, memorably played by Wesley Snipes in David Goya's 90s and 2000s trilogy, and less memorably by rapper Sticky Fingers in the short-lived TV continuation, retains all of the requisite vampire abilities, but none of their weaknesses, parlaying this into a one-man crusade to protect humanity. Arguably Snipes' most iconic role, the celebrated R-rated gore of the original trilogy remains a sticking point for fans, with the MCU famously averse to anything close to the horror-tinged and blood-drenched theatrics the brand is cinematically known for. The first black woman to pen a Marvel Studios feature, meanwhile, Watchmen's Stacey Oseka 4 is on board to write the screenplay for Blade, which is scheduled to begin production next July. Some mother always trying to ice skate uphill. Christopher Landon, the man behind Blumhouse horror comedy hits Freaky and Happy Death Day, has been signed by Netflix to write and direct their forthcoming family adventure film, We Have a Ghost. Landon will adapt the feature script from Jeff Menor's short story, Ernest, with newly crowned Captain America Anthony Mackie already on board to star opposite Stranger Things and Black Widow's David Harbour, comedian Tig Notaro, and American Pie's Jennifer Coolidge. The story follows Kevin, who finds a ghost 
ghost named Ernest haunting his new house, and who, because this is the 21st century, becomes an overnight social media sensation. But when he and Ernest go rogue to investigate the mystery of the latter's past, they unwittingly become targets of the CIA. There's no production schedule for We Have a Ghost just yet, but shooting's expected to get underway shortly. Where'd You Go Bernadette actress and comedy fan-fave Judy Greer is set to lead the independent picture L.A. Bound. It'll mark the second movie from writer-director Chris McGowan, whose feature debut, Chasing Nightmares, is still yet to launch, currently languishing in post-production with no release date of which to speak. McGowan's second project, L.A. Bound, centers on a small-town high school soccer star who, after ruining his college scholarship, moves to Los Angeles to pursue acting in honor of his late sister's passion for the stage. The majority of the cast still yet to be finalized, but it's been confirmed that Greer will appear opposite the lead of the CW superhero series Stargirl, Breck Basinger. Greer, meanwhile, can next be seen in David Gordon Green's long-delayed and eagerly-awaited horror sequel Halloween Kills, which is scheduled to hit screens on the 15th of October. Before that, however, she could be heard on the small screen in the astonishing 12th season of the animated espionage sitcom Archer, where she'll return as the masochistic receptionist Cheryl Tunt on the 25th of August. You got another one in ya? I don't. Tease. And I'm sorry for that one. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hold up. 
In a heartwarming bit of news out of Japan, the beloved Studio Ghibli Museum has been saved by crowdfunding. The delightful museum has been a well-loved attraction of Mitaka City, Tokyo for 20 years now. A monument to Studio Ghibli and its famed director, Hio Miyazaki, the museum celebrates the animated creations and history of the studio, which has been referred to as Japan's answer to the Walt Disney Company. But the museum has fallen on hard times, having had to close twice due to the COVID-19 pandemic. That loss in revenue has meant that the necessary maintenance and repairs have been unable to be met, and the venue as a result was threatened with closure. With nowhere else to turn, the city of Mataka itself launched a crowdfunding drive for the museum, requesting individual donations of 5,000 yen, roughly around $45, which could thus be considered tax write-offs. With a goal of 10 million yen, or $90,000, the city launched the drive on Friday. Their goal being smashed, however, in just 24 hours. The museum having now raised 23.4 million yen, a whopping 215,000 US. The donation drive still has around six months to go, but it's fair to say that the Ghibli Museum is well and truly safe, and will be set to reopen with some new attractions in the coming months. And the Oscar goes to... See, Spirited Away, Hayao Miyazaki. Succession and the Bourne Supremacy's Brian Cox has signed on to join Kate Beckinsale in the forthcoming ex-con drama Prisoner's Daughter. Set to be helmed by Twilight's Catherine Hardwick and from a script by Mark Barchi, the film will follow Cox's tough but proud former criminal Max. Recently released after serving his time and struggling to find a way to reconnect with his only daughter and grandson. His attempts at reconciliation are hampered, however, when his violent past once again catches up with him. In a statement, Director Hardwick said of the casting, I'm excited to see Brian Cox bring his layers of toughness, vulnerability and warmth to this broken man who has one last chance to reconnect with his family. We'll ride with Brian on Max's twisted journey, really feeling all the excruciating pain and small moments of joy. There's no production schedule yet for Prisoner's Daughter, but Brian Cox will next be turning up in the hugely anticipated third season of Succession later this year, while Beckinsale stars in new action at Jolt, streaming on Amazon Prime from tomorrow. It's how every story ends. It's what you are, Jason. A killer. You always will be. The eagerly awaited DC Comics animated film Injustice has set its voice cast. Adapting the best-selling 2013 video game Injustice Gods Among Us, the story takes place in an alternate universe and sees Superman tricked by the Joker into killing Lois Lane and their unborn son. In a fit of rage, the Man of Steel murders the clown prince of crime and anoints himself an iron-fisted dictator and ruler of Earth, forcing every hero and villain to pick a side, either with a tyrannical regime or the hopeless insurgency. This is our star Justin Hartley's on board to lead the cast as Superman himself. The feature isn't his first foray into the world of DC Comics either, having previously starred as the Green Arrow in several seasons of Smallville and having filmed a pilot for a cancelled Aquaman TV series. Hartley will also be joined by, amongst others, Star Trek Discovery's Anson Mount as Batman, critical roles Laura Bailey as Lois Lane, the legend of chorus Janet Varney as Wonder Woman, a few good men's Kevin Pollock as the Joker, and Community's Jillian Jacobs as Harley Quinn. Injustice will be directed by Justice League Dark's Matt Peters from a screenplay by Batman Hush's Ernie Altbacker, and is expected to be released on DVD, Blu-ray, and digital this autumn. First Krypton, now Metropolis. People you love tend to blow up, don't they? Huh? Superman, don't! 
Director of the Oscar-winning Minari Lee Isaac Chung has left Paramount Pictures and Bad Robot's adaptation of Your Name. Sources close to the production have cited scheduling conflicts as the cause of the departure, but the loss of one of the most sought-after directors on the planet has reportedly sent the two studios into a tailspin. 2016's Your Name is one of the biggest successes ever to grace Japanese cinema, a romantic, tear-jerking animated masterpiece that grossed more than $300 million in its home country alone. The film was an instant cultural touchstone, so naturally any adaptation faces a difficult uphill battle already, though the signing of Chung was initially considered to be a huge get. When the rights to Your Name went up for sale in 2017, a fierce bidding war erupted, seemingly won out by Bad Robot's J.J. Abrams being such an enormous fan of the original. The studios have now reached out to multiple potential suitors and are looking to get production started before the year is out. No release date for Your Name has been set, though the original can and should be watched right now on Netflix. If you're here with us for the first time, please stand. What a beautiful family. Glad you're here. How's your daddy like that new farm? He growing things good, doing things right? Yes. The self-proclaimed busiest man in Hollywood, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, has finally closed the book on his feud with Fast and Furious co-star Vin Diesel. Whilst promoting F9 earlier this year, Diesel addressed the well-publicized conflict by explaining that it was primarily down to the fact that he, quote, could give a lot of tough love. Explaining, I would do anything I'd have to in order to get performances in anything I'm producing. Now, out doing press with Emily Blunt for their forthcoming Disney adventure blockbuster Jungle Cruise, Johnson himself himself was asked what he thought when he first heard those quotes. And he didn't hold back. I laughed, and I laughed hard. I think everyone had a laugh at that. And I'll leave it at that, and that I've wished them well. I wish them well on Fast 9, and I wish them the best of luck on Fast 10 and Fast 11, and the rest of the Fast and Furious movies they do that will be without me. But Emily Blunt couldn't resist getting her own dig in at Diesel, quipping, Just thank God he was there. Thank God he carried you through that. Much to the laughter of Johnson. The Rock's response represents the first concrete announcement that he won't be returning to see out the close of the Fast saga, and that his character Luke Hobbs will instead remain in his bubble of the Hobbs and Shaw spin-off movies with Jason Statham. Meanwhile, Blunt and Johnson can be seen together in Jungle Cruise when it launches simultaneously in cinemas and on Disney Plus Premier Access on the 30th of July. You're under arrest. Arrest? I don't feel like I'm under arrest. How about you, Brian? Nah, not a bit. Not even a little bit. I'll just give it a minute. It'll sink in. Emerging talent Michaela Cole, who made a huge splash with the HBO Max and BBC series I May Destroy You last year, has been cast in Marvel's Black Panther sequel, Wakanda Forever. Her exact role is, as is typical for Marvel Studios, a complete mystery, but Cole joins returning stars Letitia Wright, Lapita Nyong'o, Winston Duke, Daniel Kaluuya, Danny Guerrero, Martin Freeman, and Angela Bassett for what's easily one of the most anticipated studio projects of the next several years. With sources close most of the production confirming the call has joined the project at Pinewood Studios in Atlanta, where filming commenced last month. Black Panther Wakanda Forever is directed by Ryan Coogler, adapting a script he penned with Joe Robert Cole, and is set to hit theatres on the 8th of July next year. We see you, Bob. And if we see you, it means we are right there with you, tiptoeing in line right behind you. And in that place, where rules, clarity, law, and separation cease to exist. 
We will show you exactly what we mean by violation. Earlier this week, we reported the bat signal had been lit and the call for a new Batgirl had been put out. Now, that call's been answered. In the Heights, newcomer Leslie Grace has won the coveted role of Barbara Gordon and is set to don the cape and cowl of Batgirl. Grace fended off tough competition from Haley Lou Richardson, Isabella Merced, and Zoe Deutsch to lead the project, which will be directed by Bad Boys for Life duo Adil El Arbi and Bilal Fala, adapting a screenplay by Bumblebee and Birds of Prey writer Christina Hodson and with filming set to commence this November. There's no word yet on a release date for Batgirl, nor whether or not it'll be connected to Matt Reeves as the Batman, though that does seem unlikely. What we do know is that the project's expected to land next year, exclusively on HBO Max. Jim, meet Batgirl. It's a real honor to meet you, Daddy. Commissioner. What's she doing here? Like you said, the city needs the bat. We will literally have the best time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And finally, Space Jam director Joe Pitka has commented on the LeBron James-led sequel Space Jam A New Legacy, and hasn't been all too kind about it. The hybrid animated sequel has been taking something of a critical drubbing since its release, and though box office numbers have been good, its reception has been anything but, with the film holding a critical rating of just 31% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a not much better 4.3 out of 10 with audiences on IMDb. And the director of 1996's Michael Jordan led original Joe Pitka is apparently one to kick a guy when he's down. In an interview with TMZ, the Helmer is credited as saying that it took him five sittings just to finish the new movie. Continuing on, the director called a new legacy soundtrack insignificant, and what the film does with Bugs Bunny, heartbreaking. But his biggest criticism of all, Pitka say for LeBron himself, going on to say, LeBron is a fantastic basketball player. He's a top 20 basketball player of all time. He is not Michael Jordan. Maybe they should call it something else. They shouldn't call it Space Jam 2 or whatever. It should be another movie. It's not Space Jam. No matter how much LeBron wants to be a great player, and he is a great player, he's not Michael Jordan. A sequel that in no way involves space, Space Jam and New Legacy is out now in UK cinemas. Oh, uh, look out for that toy step, Doc. It's a real Lulu. Buck the Bunny. Eh, uh, you were expecting maybe the Easter Bunny? You're a cartoon, you're not real. Not real, eh? If I weren't real, could I do this? New movies in UK cinemas this weekend include M. Night Shyamalan's Old, Girlfriends, the documentary Phil Liggett, The Voice of Cycling, the absurdist French comedy Bye Bye Morons, the LGBT period romance The World to Come, Night of the Kings, Girls Comedy Off the Rails, Mads Mikkelsen in Riders of Justice, I Never Cry, and Here We Are. That was your weekly reel for July 19th to the 23rd, 2021. Have a great weekend. Don't forget to leave us a little rating or review wherever you're listening to the show. Always up for feedback. Keep it cinematic and we'll be back in the ticket booth come Monday. The Daily Reel is a Candy Saw production presented by Van Connor and written by Calvin Prickett. All information is correct at the time of writing and source links are in the description for each episode. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe on all good podcast platforms or ask Alexa to install the Daily Reel skill for your morning flash briefing. Follow the show on social at Daily Reel Pod and we'll be back every weekday. Until then, keep it cinematic. Drink great gin. Make a difference. We handcraft our gins with only the finest botanicals and use our profits to support charities and initiatives that provide relief to struggling hospitality workers. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Visit hospitalitygin.co.uk to find out more. Hospitality Gin. Drink great gin. Make a difference.